Hello and welcome everyone to episode 60 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. On the show this week, we will be discussing a new TV show from EA, all things Pokemon Go, and if we also have time, we'll be doing a special edition of What the Wiki. I'm your host, Jake Barros, and I am joined today by my fellow gamers, Kevin. Hey there. Fergus. Hey. Uh, Shannon. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Cool, guys. How are we all feeling? What an eventful week it has been. It has yeah, indeed. You, you must be over the moon, Jake. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Why don't you tell us what you achieved this week? Yeah, we had some uh, awesome, awesome things happen on our Facebook with a bit of a viral video. Mm-hmm. Sorry that I'm the only one that worked hard and actually uh, did some things <laughs> for the site. I apologize. No, no. Anyway, well, let's get straight into it. Normally, we would start with what we've been playing this week, but we're going to stip- skip it uh, because there's so much to get through. Fergus is angry at me because he did want to talk about Dragon A. Age, but I'm sorry, buddy. Aww. We'll do it next time. I'm, I swear. I'm nearly done. I swear. I swear. I'm almost <laughs> done. I swear. Like <laughs> next podcast. Honest. Next podcast. I can do it. Why don't you sum it up in ten words? Sum you've, it up in ten yeah, words. You've got you've got ten seconds to sum up Dragon Age. Corypheus uh, is a Reddit atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Wonderful. Well done. And let's get into the topics for this week. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to start off with games that have been releasing this week. So here we go. This week we've had Ghostbusters on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, you can actually grab that now by the t- oh, well, it is by the time this comes out as well as what we're recording. Um, so go grab that if you need I to. was hearing yesterday, just quickly, sorry yeah. to interrupt, that there were some delays with shipments. So I don't know what's happening with that game because i don't think any reviews have come out i know we can get a review copy and there hasn't been too much chatter about it but yeah good luck no no offense to ghostbusters but i mean like is anyone dying to get this nah i don't even want to see the new movie (laughs) my understanding is this game is not uh very hyped yeah i don't think so so a shipping delay does not surprise well, we also have Super Mutant Alien Assault on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. You, it, that is also available now. I have never seen this game before. I have no idea what it is about. It looks like some kind of, what is it, platform arena? What, what is that? I think it's it's Brisbane developed. Oh, <laughs> damn, yeah. I should know about this then. Represent. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Jake, hosting the show. <laughs> I should have done research Indie game from Brisbane No one cares about Brisbane Uh, Hey, watch yourself I'm going to kick you out of this podcast (laughs) Uh, We also have MX vs ATV Supercross Encore For Xbox One releasing July 15th Which I think is Saturday Saturday it is Uh, So go grab that if you want We also have Is it... I don't know how to... Is this a drift? It has the I as a number one. Yeah. But Or is it a drift one? A drift? A, a it's drift a drift. One. A drone on Xbox one, one also releasing on Saturday as well. I thought it I thought it was already out. Is it? Is it an Xbox One port or is it leaving early access or something? No, it was released on Windows first. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is a port. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it's finally coming out on PS4. Uh, we also have some 3DS games coming out, so Monster Hunters Generation on July 16th, which is Sunday, as well as Disney Art Academy, same date on the Sunday as well. So if you guys are keen to pick those up, or if you want to find out more about them, all the trailers and gameplay footage is on our website as well. 
moving on to the top news of this week. Some very exciting stuff going on. So what we have uh, to start off with is Batman Return to Arkham will apparently be held back until November if reports by Eurogamer is to be believed. So whilst November is currently being thrown around, it's quite... uh, Uh, potentially possible that the game will get moved to early next year due to issues with the frame rate uh shannon how do you how do you feel about this were you going to pick it up um yeah i would have been interested to replay if it came out in july because there's literally nothing else to play this month but it'll be interesting Mm. to see dragon age (laughs) (laughs) i'm good even with your 10 second review i think i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) that's all Um, the dragon age i need (laughs) <laughs> yeah i oh god i don't know this game has had such a weird history like it was rumored for like the last year and then finally announced so close to the release date and then they delayed it indefinitely i don't even know if it's going to come out in november based on the reports mm. but apparently there are massive Sorry. frame rate issues yeah is it to do with the issues that they had with um arkham knight isn't it like a port to that engine is, <laughs> is that is that I have, known? I have no idea but yeah obviously yeah it's a new studio. It's a Chinese studio. I don't know if they've had much development experience, well, AAA development experience, but uh, it it just okay. seems like a really weird thing. Like, and obviously after the Arkham Asylum stuff, like they're not going to release something. It's not top notch. So I don't even. I don't know. Maybe it'll never come out. Like, there's got to be a point where it's <laughs> not relevant at all. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, the developer, I'm just reading the article here, Virtuous Games is the Chinese developer um, having major issues with getting the game to run at a solid 60 frames per second, um, which is why they want to uh, bring it up. Yeah. So, um, Kev, you always love your frame rate, so you'd Mate, like to fra- see it run. Frame rates on my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do find it a little, little bizarre that they're struggling to hit 60 FPS on... Um, for the PS4 and Xbox One. I mean, they, I know they're, they're no PCs, but they they do what they can on them. And these are last-generation games, so uh, I, I definitely think this is more of a studio incompetence sort of uh, job here because, yeah, it sounds like this studio, yeah, this is their first, like, real AAA project. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, it seems like they're sending it off to die by releasing it in, like, October, November. <laughs> Seriously, there's like so many games in October, November, and like that July date was like pretty much perfect for it, but obviously they've missed that. So many games that will run at 60 frames per second with no struggle, so... That's right. Um, Yeah, interesting. Well, we'll have to see what comes of it. Uh, Moving on, we also have Paramount Television and Anonymous Content have announced the studios are currently developing a Battlefield TV series based on EA and DICE's major franchise. Uh, Executive producer Michael Sugar has stated that together with EA and Paramount TV, we'll develop the Battlefield TV series with the same commitment to robust storytelling that has made the game such a runaway success for nearly 15 years. Kevin, would you be keen to see a Battlefield TV show? Um, robust storytelling, Battlefield, really? <laughs> uh, look, let's be honest. None of us play Battlefield for the story. Like, it's it's all yeah, about yeah. the multiplayer. Company. No, what? no, no, not no, no. Enough about Bad Company too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game, but like, and that's probably the strongest one in the story point of view. So if yeah. yeah, so I say I tell you what, if they do something like a 
sort of like a black humor satirical take on warfare like bad company and turned that into a tv series with really strong like characters that could actually be really good but i mean like the the like the vanilla battlefield games are just rubbish um and i can just see i can just see the tv series turned to be like a really schlocky sort of b-grade um level of uh you know quality yeah yeah well i mean if it's gonna be a tv show like they're gonna want to have to god god that sentence made no sense they're going to want to like have like obviously a few seasons of it so it's gonna gonna be are they going to go with one i guess game are they like will they go with bad company and then kind of create multiple seasons to that one storyline or they're gonna try and bring in maybe uh i guess content from multiple battlefield games will be something interesting that i'd like to see but i mean like american battlefield story (laughs) calling it now (laughs) most likely what were you gonna say chat um yeah just similar to what kevin was saying i think it's a bit odd because people really play battlefield for the multiplayer like it doesn't have people don't have an alignment with any characters or any particular story so I, I don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens but i don't think it's something that will see mainstream appeal to be honest maybe every episode is going to be based on the multiplayer format so every episode will be like true detective where it's new actors new storylines and we you know <laughs> just doesn't connect at all except for the name <laughs> who knows it'd be... be interesting to see. we i don't i don't know yeah yeah, I think it's pretty pretty early days. They haven't really said anything apart from that little quote at this stage. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing exactly what they uh, decide to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe we see a pilot, not shortly, but at some time, and whether it's going to stick. For sure. Alright, moving on. We have online bookmaker Sportsbet has launched into the esports betting space with a new website called Respawn. The website claims to have the world's fastest ESL stream in the Oceania, including live match statistics, odds, and upcoming tournament information. It will also offer betting around a number of esports tournaments and matches, including live odds. Uh, To begin with, it will feature tournaments from Counter-Strike Go, League of Legends, Dota two and heroes of the storm with the list to expand over the coming months fergus you've been following this a little bit can you tell us a little bit more yeah yeah um well i mean a couple of different uh bookmaker outlets have sort of started to support esports gambling uh over the last two years or so uh but this is probably the first major one that's uh that's launched into it wholesale with like a separate site and stuff um it'll be really interesting to see how it does uh in a lot of ways, I guess, like, the adoption of esports is something that people bet on is an interesting uh, marker of greater, like, widespread mm-hmm. mainstream acceptance and stuff. Uh, so from that, from, that, from that perspective, it was really interesting. Uh, it will also be interesting if uh, this move, being as high-profile as it is, sort of brings more uh, regulatory entities into the mix. Because uh, as I understand it, there's some grayness uh to the way that the law handles online uh, esports betting at the moment also with that list i guess uh that those are those are the main ones i guess there's like what do you add to that list apart from overwatch and maybe hearthstone like yeah it's a pretty comprehensive yeah. list i don't know what, what, what do you guys want to see on there i guess what would you bet money on apart from oh rocket league i guess yeah i was gonna say i think if anything rocket league would become a major player yeah for sure um i yeah i just think it's interesting like it's 
betting on esports is not new by any stretch, but it's pretty cool to see a major betting agency sort of go into this space and claim that they're offering the most, the highest quality stream in Oceania and all this other stuff. Like, obviously, they're going to invest in it, which is good for Australia because I think esports is growing here, but it's not quite where it is in other countries in the world. So, yeah, I think it's cool. I think we're going to see a lot more of it in the coming months for sure. Do you think with being such a mainstream company as well that Sportsbet is, is like that will kind of help people get into esports a bit more, Shannon? Yeah, I think there's definitely people that will bet on anything that they can bet on. So, <laughs> yeah, if there's nothing else to bet on in that particular time, maybe in footy off-season, then definitely there is an opportunity there. And I, I think it's just a lot more accessible. Like, you might be going to Sportsbet for a footy-related thing. You might see... I don't know, Overwatch pop up in the sidebar or whatever and you might click it. And mm. then, yeah, I'm guessing a lot of people wouldn't even know that esports exists in the way that it does. It also probably helps that it's not tied to any particular esport. Yeah, exactly. I remember when like, uh, ESPN partnered with um, Heroes of the Storm and such. Yeah. Uh, I remember that that was not super successful just because of the, I guess, lesser uh, recognition attached to that. Yeah, game. for sure. But by picking all the big ones, that certainly hedges their bets. Yeah. On it being successful and so on. It's going to be a crazy thing to see, like, you know, up on, like, the the betting websites and everything. It's like, cool, what football team are you going to bet on this week? Is it going to be, like, the Storms, the Roosters? What's it going to be? Oh, and also, yeah. what team in Overwatch are you going to be betting on as well? Like, it's just going to be such a, a weird mix, but very cool to see. Very cool to see indeed. And then eventually Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, but honorable mentions in the news this week as well. We've got Rocket League celebrating its first birthday. We absolutely love this game, don't we, Shannon? You're you're yes, one to boast sure. about your mad hoop skills. Um, so good to see, good to see these boys and uh, and the team. Um, you know, hit that milestone and and with the success that it's had as well. Um, we've also had uh, Blizzard had a tease of their next uh, character to join Overwatch uh, with a tweet detailing an in-universe weapons document. Uh, is it a sniper rifle? Is there a grappling hook involved? I know the question, but I'll let you guys find out a little bit more. You can learn much more and catch up on all the news uh, of this week via our website, pressstart.com.au. There is plenty of uh, videos attached and pictures to see in these articles as well. Let's get into the main discussion of uh, today's episode, and that is obviously Pokemon Go. I mean, Pokemon Go has taken uh, the world by storm, releasing here in Australia on the 6th of July on both uh, iOS and Android. Is it Niantic? Is that how you pronounce that? Niantic? Niantic and the Pokemon Company, I mean, they couldn't have asked for a better response with this. Like, everyone is just joining this game and we'll and we'll talk about the massiveness of it um but if you are not up to what what this game is all about i have no idea what the hell you've been doing with yourself uh in the last uh week or so um shannon do you want to give the listeners a bit of a quick rundown on 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 the game the best way uh, you could explain it yeah i've been asked this probably 50 times over the last week <laughs> but um essentially the best way to explain it if you've been living under a rock and haven't been exposed to it would definitely be Pokemon are essentially in the world which has been pre-filled by Google Maps and essentially you have to walk around and catch them but the interesting thing which probably a lot of people didn't know before playing was 
that there are Pokestops and gyms which are at landmarks in your town that you need to go to to collect Pokeballs or take over a gym. So that's the main gist of it. Obviously, it's the original Pokemon. You can level them up or evolve them, I should say, and level them up. And that's really the crux of it. But yeah, it's honestly caused a phenomenon in Australia that I don't think anyone could have predicted pretty crazy absolutely and i mean like what what i'd love to talk with you guys about first is um just your own experience with pokemon go so far so in in terms of purely like the gameplay at the moment we'll get into things Mm -hmm. like the social aspects and and health and some weird things we've seen pop up and especially with the the popularity that you guys have seen around your own own areas as well so um kev do you want to kick things off what what have you been uh, experiencing with the gameplay as well as uh what have you seen popularity wise around your kind of area um well um, i've just been a bit taken aback by yeah just how popular it is because i've got a lot of uh, like co-workers and friends who don't really play any games at all and suddenly every single one of these people are into pokemon go so it's sort of like mm. it's sort of cool because it's sort of just brought us all closer together like as corny as that sounds like i go into my break room and everyone's just got their phones out and talking about like what Pokemon they caught and like what level they are and yeah it's it's just it's just sort of cool to sort of see this um hit mainstream appeal and like just um the other day I think it was yesterday I went for a walk um just went for a walk to my local park just to catch some Pokemon and I must have like this is a park that I mean it's a it was a Tuesday afternoon everyone's like at work or at school and um, when I when I take a walk, usually it's completely deserted. But I must have passed about seven or eight people on their phones, you know, doing the exact same thing as me. So it was just sort of, yeah, it was just dope. Yeah, awesome. I completely agree. Fergus, have you been getting into Pokemon Go? Um, my girlfriend's been very into it. Uh, I have been all over the place the last week, so I haven't actually had time, much time to sink into it, my, into it myself. I, uh, I actually installed it this morning and walked around with it a little bit on my lunch break. Uh, nice. It's real neat. Um, uh, though, despite only having limited experience of it myself, I've, I've definitely been watching all of the articles and sort of just the enormous reaction to it and sort of I've uh, been observing that over the last weekend. It's, re- it's been really, really interesting. It's a really interesting uh, concept. Like, it's obviously there was um, the game that uh, Neidus made. I probably just butchered that name. But um, <laughs> the game they made before this, uh, their other VR game that they made first. Uh, name. Ingress. Ingress. Obviously, uh, like, the work that they did with Ingress um, is sort of laying the ground for a lot of the stuff here. But I think it's really, really clever. Uh, mm. in that it's simple and like people engage with it but there's so much room for expansion to keep bringing people back like um and i think that that will sort of help the game in the long run uh and hopefully fight it uh fight for it a bit against just becoming like the mobile game of the month yeah yeah, yeah for sure so like there's all there's the new mechanics and then yep. there's um all obviously adding more Pokemon and all this other stuff. I'm sorry, Shannon, I didn't mean to cut you off. Talk. No, 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 you're fine. I was just going to say, Shannon, do you think, like, obviously the game is quite simplistic. You walk around, you find Pokemon. When you find them, it's a bit of, you know, a, a flick of the Pokeball and hit them on the head and away you go. Do you think it's too simple? Like, once the hype dies down, it won't be as popular? Or what you've played so far, you think there's definitely a... A, uh, I guess a movement for this to continue to be as popular as it is now. Uh, honestly, it's really hard to say. Like, obviously, there's going to be a point where you've got at least majority of the Pokemon, and then I don't 
just from what I can see, like in our office and stuff with people that aren't exposed to games, like they still don't understand the gym aspect or the pokey stop aspect. Like I still ask people how people are still asking to say how you activate them. Do you take a photo or whatever? So I don't think that that mega casual person is going to do gyms. Like I really haven't even tried gyms yet. So once mm. you've caught the immediate Pokemon in your area, I, I just don't know if it's going to continue for that casual gamer. Like they obviously add different ways, but I don't think most people connect with anything past the first, maybe the second wave of Pokemon. Like I don't personally. So I, I think it's a tough one, but I still think no matter what happens, like even if it was to die tomorrow by 80%, like it, it's been an amazing case study for the gaming world. Absolutely. And I mean, like I completely agree with what you're kind of saying. Like, like I'm still level five on on Pokemon Go. I know some of my friends who have gone like level eleven. I think Matt's at something ridiculous <laughs> now. But like it's it's one of those things. Like around my area, there's a lot of what's the two headed bird like Doduo, Dude, Dudo, yeah, and there's a lot of um, what's the other one? There's a lot of Weedles. See now, I haven't got like, that. It's kind of like see, it's interesting. Well, it'll be interesting when they bring in the. Uh, updated features i think the next one will involve like trading yeah as well as maybe like friends lists and Mm -hmm. things like that but it'll be interesting to see how those updates play on it but i completely agree shannon it might be it might be early days to see but yeah it might might have some little hidden things that casual gamers might not be up on i think trading will definitely help battling against friends would definitely get people interested again i just don't know when the right time to introduce like if you wait three months then i don't think you're gonna get that casual gamer back where if you release it in a week or two then you're only going to be prolonging it by the month or so before they tune out so it's a yeah, tough one exactly and i mean as you say like battling friends like that just takes me back to the days where you know you were at primary school watching pokemon and things like digimon was a thing as well and everyone had their little like digimon bloody hand handheld devices that you could uh battle and everything against each other yeah. like i th- i think if they brought that out update out sooner rather than later it would definitely catch on a lot better mm-hmm but yeah, it's very interesting to th- see. Do you guys think that the popularity is justified purely because of the gameplay, or do you think nostalgia is playing a big role? I, th- I think it's a mix of nostalgia and the augmented reality aspect of it. Um, yeah, just like and and the accessibility because you know everyone's got a smartphone these days. So um, and a lot of people were you know pining for like something Nintendo related on their cell phone. So it was just a mix of all these things, and I reckon Niantic, they got a bit lucky. Like I bet even they didn't were yeah. surprised at the um, the success of the game, and yeah, just hopefully, you know, to add more features and keep the success going. Because yeah, I haven't seen a game this popular since ever. Yeah, agreed. It still needs to launch in about half the world. Yeah, that's the scary thing. They're like. Yeah, I was trying to find it, but I was reading an article where Niantic was saying that, like, you know, that they were quite surprised at the volume of people that kind of jumped on it. And, and obviously, they've had some server issues and everything because of that volume of people. But, I mean, to me, that's kind of like an, a surprising statement to make. Like, Pokemon was such a big deal when it came out the first time. Like, we went through years upon years of trading cards and video games and handheld devices and toys and all kinds of stuff like surely they would have known that it was going to be 
absolutely crazy once people could actually catch Pokemon and have a like a relatively like a, a Pokedex in their hand. I mean, yes, but um, also their their previous metric for these kinds of games is Ingress, which True. while it has like a a player base is still kind of pretty niche. So like there's uh there's never really been like a semi even semi mainstream uh successful version of this kind of game uh that uses AR in this way. So like it's I it seems pretty understandable that they could underestimate the server demands of that. I mean fair enough. Good call. I agree with that statement. Um Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone could have predicted this, much like your video over the weekend. Um like I knew it was gonna be big, like when I wrote about it initially I knew it was a big story because mm. I've seen the traffic. So like it's a big thing in the gaming world, but like it's just gone so far beyond that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like even even beyond like a candy maybe to be honest, like maybe it is on level like a candy crush, but people don't like to admit that they play candy crush where this is cool in the moment, like everyone's talking about it, so we're seeing a lot more on Facebook, a lot more on Twitter. It's out I believe it's outgrossing Candy Crush and um <laughs> Clash of Clans at the moment is my yeah. understanding. Okay. But I could be yeah. wrong on that. That I doesn't surprise me. It's fun. Just disregard what I just said then. <laughs> <laughs> it's it uh, it'll be interesting to see the results in two, four weeks, six weeks. And that'll give a better estimate. Yeah, absolutely. Of whether mm, it was the hype or people are gen- genuinely engaged. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I think was surprising, especially for my own experience, was just the rapid growth. Like day one, Shan, yeah. when you like post the article and you were like, "Guys, Pokemon Go is out," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I gotta jump on it!" Like I probably went out in the park to walk the dogs, like maybe a couple of hours later, and. I probably saw like one or two people that I like I was joking with my wife Sarah like being like, "Ooh, they're playing Pokemon Go. Oh, they're playing Pokemon Go." But I legit think they were. And then like the next day, like easily I would have seen like 15 to 20 people, you know, playing and it's just like that growth rapidly kind of just changed straight away. Awesome. So with that said, if you guys had to score Pokemon Go right now as it is, oh. God. <laughs> in the moment shan don't feel the pressure um what would you give it kevin what do you reckon honestly uh, from from a gameplay purely perspective yep. i'd give it a four or five it's like it's it's the social aspect that makes it really good but on a purely gameplay perspective it's very unremarkable i find like yeah I'm, I'm just i'm just being honest like i i love no. the game but like i if it was like if it didn't have that augmented reality uh ring to it i would have played it for an hour and stopped it, it was it's it's like it's it's how it makes me move you know how it makes me mm-hmm. want to explore the city and uh, interact with people that's what makes it that's what bumps it from say a four or five to like an eight or nine yeah. but if we're talking purely gameplay from a gameplay point of view yeah i'd say four or five out of ten yeah no, yeah, I, I completely agree. I actually just, the first time I played and people were like, what do you do? I'm like, have you guys played Paper Toss where you kind of just flick the piece of paper <laughs> into the bin? Like, that's pretty mm. much what you're doing. It's just with Pokemon. Um, but Shannon, what about you? What would you give it? 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> All the listeners that were like, oh, Kevin, a 4 or a 5, and now being like, yeah, Shannon, a 9.5. Kevin's never given anything over a five ever. <laughs> I don't think. Oh, it is a hard one. I don't like. I said. I don't. I don't think it's a great game. Mm-hmm. Like I. I really don't. But that's mainly because I don't really want to go and walk everywhere and play it. Like 
if it was 25 degrees at the moment, then sure, I might want to spend a full day walking around playing it. But when it's four degrees in Melbourne currently and been raining every day, like <laughs> there's not a whole lot to do with it. So my experience might be tampered. I, I think it's a good, it's the first smartphone app in a long while that's had me playing it and like going back yeah. to it. Like you were saying, Jake, like I might download a paper toss and play it for 10 minutes. Like it's genuinely kept me opening it three or four times yeah, a day. Absolutely. So as far as smartphone games go I'd, I'd say like an eight or a nine in when it's so hard to be different like there's not been a good smartphone game in mm. ages like I'd, I'd rate it pretty Solid. highly and fergus what about you i would uh going in the moment i'd probably say uh a seven or an eight i think it's kind of inseparable from that social experience like i don't know like you can hypothesize that without that social experience it would be uh four or five yeah. but like in reality, I don't know if you really can uh, split the hairs like that. Yeah. I think if I had to choose, I, I probably wouldn't have given it about a seven as well. I think the social aspects do... Like, they're part of the game. And, I mean, that's it's, that's what like, Niantic said, you know, when it came out. That's that's the whole point. I mean, that's the kind of games they make as well. But cool. Obviously, they're not, you know, everyone listening, they're not, like, definite scores. So, don't take uh, Kevin out by his four. Um <laughs> But feel free to praise Shannon for his 9.5. <laughs> um, but let's move Nothing in. Nothing for me? <laughs> oh, well, Fergus, you're, we were the same. I didn't mention myself. Our, our middle ground. Our middle ground was so good. Yeah. And yeah, for you middle ground people, me and Fergus will give you all high fives if we ever see you in public playing Pokemon. But I mean, let's move into the social aspects as well as I, I guess the health aspects as well. Because these are the two major key things that have, have definitely pricked the ears of a lot of people and, and what a lot of people have been, uh, I guess, seen as well. So I've written here, now we've uh, definitely all seen or heard about the massive social aspects the, uh, that this game is introducing amongst players. Uh, our very own Matthew has written an awesome opinion piece about the health benefits he has experienced. So I highly recommend you guys jump onto our website and give that a read. Um, Shannon, you've also been busting out news mm-hmm. about all kinds of social in- impact so we've had articles go out about the northern territory police posting on their facebook about how players don't need to actually come into the police station to get virtual pokeballs uh at the poker stop that is located there uh we've had woolworths jump on board posting a humorous guide to catching pokemon in their store uh, and we've also seen an influx of social events go up on Facebook, uh, like the massive one in Sydney that recently occurred, uh, where players will travel together, they'll hunt for Pokemon together, and they'll um, battle gyms together as well. So, question for you guys. Do you think that the social impacts of this game is good or bad, and why? And it could it be both as well? Is there kind of uh, pros and cons to this? Shannon, do you want to kick this off? On the health side, whatever health, social impact, anything. <laughs> um, with the health thing, I I read Matt's article. It was cool. I've seen mm. a lot of similar stuff going up yeah. this week, which is great. Like people walking is an awesome thing. <laughs> I don't know if people saying that it's made them love walking. Like as soon as this app stops being a thing, like they're not going to keep walking around their local park. Like it's just not happening. Um. And I think one step further, like, I've seen a lot of stuff going out today, like, that Pokemon Go has cured my mental health issues, which I personally think is, like, a step too far. Like, Mm. I think it's disrespectful to other people with 
mental health issues, saying that Pokemon Go basically fixed your issues overnight. I don't, I don't like that yep. type of clickbait thing. Yeah, then that is going. Out. I think Matt's article was funny. I think Matt was making fun of himself for half of it. Like that's all good. But yeah, it's. It, I've seen so many brands going on about it. Like I saw Essendon Football Club put one out. Woolworths have gone crazy with it. Like. I think that's what's driven the hype, to be fair. Like, once you get these brands talking about it, then people gain an interest and it doesn't become looked down anymore. Like, I've still felt a little bit of that just in the office. Like, oh, you're playing Pokemon, that's so lame. Like, there's still that stigma to it a little bit, but it's definitely broken down a lot of walls. Yeah. Whether that continues on next week when, I don't know, PlayStation VR comes out or whatever, like, which is not coming out next week. But you know what I mean? The next big thing in gaming. (laughs) You threw me for a minute there. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, I don't think whoa. it's going to convert these people to hardcore. Like, I think it's a good step, but I think there's still going to be that stigma attached to gaming. Yeah, I mean, like, now that you say that, it, it makes me recall, like, and I, I think I'd link you to a couple of news articles that I found and, and everything of it's still, you know, when people talk about this, uh, especially in the media, like, people are still using the terminology of, like, yeah, so this kid's game on mobile... Um, you know, yeah. that kind of thing where it's like, I I highly think that this game isn't directed at kids. Like, this is very much directed, you know, at the, the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds that, you know, grew up with Pokemon and everything like that. Uh, personally, I think a child should not have a mobile anyway. So why a, why a nine-year-old will be playing this game on their mobile? Whatever. But that's a whole different story. But yeah, it's it's interesting, like you said, Shannon, that like this stigmatism may still um, continue to happen even after a little while this game's been out. Yeah. But Kevin, what do you think? Do you think these social impacts are good or bad or have you got any in mind in particular? I mean, like I mentioned earlier, it's sort of the social part of the game that really elevates the game um, from like a five to a nine. But <clears throat> I, I have noticed a bit of like a mass hysteria, uh, especially with like uh, news outlets with like, you know, people getting robbed because they were uh, playing yeah. Pokemon Go. Like so, someone put a... Fair, that's, not a, that's not a hysteria. That's the thing that actually yeah, happened. Like... Did it though? Did it? <laughs> like a lot of these articles coming out, like the guy that stopped traffic on there the a lot highway, of like... I'm pretty sure he yeah. would have died before the traffic stopped. Like, let's just say he was on a highway. There are like, some fake ones, but the robbery one is, I'm pretty sure, actually real. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's like, it's, it's um, and, you know, there's someone found a dead body as well from Pokemon Go. But the, the main problem... I like, get what you're saying. It's like Pokemon Go is making all these things happen. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Happening anyway. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, these news... I'm not saying these news outlets are creating false stories. I'm saying that they're, like, they're... In, intentionally linking Pokemon Go to these uh, <laughs> events. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like they, these events would happen regard. Like, obviously, obviously they would have happened regardless of whether Pokemon um, mm. Go existed or not. I mean, obviously, if someone's like dropping lures, uh, incense, and people are coming to like the middle of a park in the middle of the woods and then <laughs> getting robbed, then I guess Pokemon Go can be linked to it, but I feel like there is a lot of uh, hysteria associated with these um, news stories. Man, screw a Battlefield uh, TV show. They may, should make a Pokemon Go one. Like that would be there would be some <laughs> great stories in there with all these like news articles coming out. Is Fergus? Yeah. You, you said you've been playing a little bit. 
girlfriend's been playing quite a bit though. Yeah. Have you seen any major social impacts um, come into your <laughs> your lives because of it? Uh, I had a couple of people walk out of our uh, pen and paper RPG session to go hunt down some Pokemon down the street. <laughs> So is that is that a good or it's a like, bad thing? Bad thing that they uh, left you midway through. Good thing because now you know who your true friends are. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Shannon hit most of the major points. Like, there's it's good and bad. Yeah. Um, and it's also sort of unfolding, uh, very immediately. So any long term stuff is sort of hard to speculate about. But I think it's if nothing else, like it's really, really, really interesting to watch. Um. No one's brought up the privacy thing uh, as well. No. What do you guys reckon of that? Well, well, for everyone listening at home, I mean, the, the whole privacy thing uh, for this game is that when you actually sign up to it, um, Google pretty much gives full access uh, to for the app to gain full access to your Google account. Um, I do know that Google has come out with a statement saying that's not exactly right that kind of the they are moving to kind of fix that up and and just make it uh, i guess state that it's more of a basic finding it's literally just saying you're gonna have access to your name gonna have access to your email account because that is what you're using to sign in and that's about it um but did anyone have any other information they had read about this this is the other thing i saw popping up everywhere today and i just think it's causing like a mass hysteria for nothing like like it's it will turn some people who don't know better to delete the app thinking that they're stealing data that that every app that you're using doesn't have anyway like it's just ludicrous (laughs) like um i mean it's right there in front of you you've given google all that data it's right there (laughs) yeah um i'm with you on this one shannon uh, yeah, but it's good to see Pokemon Go being publicized and covered in mass media. It's just gone crazy, though. A step too far, maybe. Yeah, well, I guess. A little, what would you call this? An epidemic? It's not a pandemic because there's no panic. Epidemic. <laughs> yeah, I, um, it's not dying. Like I keep waiting for it to the hype at least to sort of die down, and it's not happening. Like it was all over the news again tonight in the current affair the project so yeah it's not going away I, I think the biggest thing with the social kind of thing especially if if the hype if everyone's still keen after like two or three weeks i think we're definitely going to start to see uh, a lot of media reports you know about how pokemon go is you know crippling our economy or, or something like just totally outlandish and you know it's saying oh it's a nuisance there's people hanging around and doing all this stuff and but it'd be interesting i think the longer it goes the more bad things we might hear but the more ridiculous those bad things may be as well yeah but very cool very cool social aspects um you know anyone listening as well if you got some cool social stories to share if you've seen mass hordes of people at shopping centers or landmarks around you or you've met some cool people through this app please let us know at press start au on our twitter on our facebook have a chat with us we'd love to hear your stories but speaking of stories and post Pokemon Go, we have, uh, I guess, seen or heard of some weird news pop-up involving it. We have chatted about a couple, a girl finding a a dead body, a guy stopping uh, traffic on a highway. We've had a a man walking 100 kilometers in his quest to catch them on as well, um, as well as those armed robberies. Um, We have briefly discussed about how you think... uh, you know, if we think these are legit or not. But have you guys experienced anything weird yourself? It could just be hordes of people. It could be traffic stops, anything like that. They're everywhere. 
I, I can't I can't cross like an intersection without finding them. The Pokemon or the people? <laughs> no, the people playing playing it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm spending a lot of time in the city at the moment, and they are everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's like a zombie kind of crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, I live. Probably shouldn't say this. But I live. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Shanna. Can you just let me get a pen? I'll, I'll beep anything that gives your location. Um, yeah, I live nearish uh, casino, and I know that there's a, a few pokey stops along South Bank. And I saw even even though today's was like zero degrees or felt like zero with the wind, like at six thirty tonight, there are at least fifty people along the water catching Pokemon, which I just think is insane unless there's a real pikachu running down there like i'm not there (laughs) (laughs) that's what that's news worth uh yeah exactly yeah i've had like the same thing i've had um uh, people telling me uh, a girl i know was down at south bank and and um or south bank in brisbane where i am um uh, how there's just like hordes of people apparently there's a gym down there that's like kind of protected by like a 2000 hp or whatever the hell we're calling that thing gyarados and everyone's been trying to destroy it for like days and take it over and apparently someone did while she was down there and like everyone was cheering and putting their hands up and like having a massive party which is just it's an odd thing. It's an odd thing for a mobile game, but it's really cool to see. The other thing that I think is pretty ingenious is uh, the businesses that have been popping up and taking full advantage of this uh, this app as well. We've definitely seen some restaurants do some pretty mm. cool stuff as well as a... Uh, uh, Quite a good entrepreneur. Oh, how do you say that word? <laughs> Entrepreneurial idea pop up. Shannon, did you want to kind of shed light on these two things? Yeah, today there are a few, but the pancake parlor one definitely stood out in terms of like proper marketing and promotional material. So basically, I'm pretty sure it was Victoria only, but it was seven or 12 stores that were offering a Pokemon night from I think seven till midnight, where basically they would activate a lure in next to their store. So you'd pay $12 for entry, which would get you a short stack, a hot drink, and the ability to catch a shit ton of Pokemon. So you could always just sit outside the store and do the same thing. Or if you wanted pancakes and a hot chocolate, you (laughs) can go into the store. But amazingly, they were all sold out. So... Yeah, there's, the there's money to be had. Side. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything better than pancakes and Pokemon. Two things I love. Like, damn, I would have been there straight. Yeah, if that was around near me. Yeah, it's it's really smart. Like, you'd have to be taking advantage of it as a brand in Australia. I don't I don't know if it's happening in America as much, or maybe we're just not noticing it. But it feels like Australia, as we do, have really embraced it. Hmm. I mean, like the lure modules or whatever they're called, like the in-app purchases for those like for a business like what is it two dollars because sorry just just i was wondering this earlier you can't get them you have to buy them don't you you do yeah okay that that makes a little bit more sense then because i would never buy one but i might go to pancake parlor conveniently (laughs) (laughs) do uh kevin do you reckon if your favorite restaurant was given a deal like that or not a favorite restaurant let's say the restaurant at the bottom of your list was doing this <laughs> you still enjoy their food but you wouldn't go there all the time do you reckon it would make you that go there more yeah i mean if i'm drunk you know and stumbling around <laughs> with pokemon go and i'll be like the hey, more important right. question 
if you could get a HSP and catch Pokemon with the lure, how many more HSPs would you eat a week? Like, like three thousand percent increase in HSPs. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I actually think it's a really cool business idea. Um, and obviously, with the pancake parlors all selling out, there's obviously an audience for this stuff. So, yeah, I'm. I'm I would go myself to like the local one if I um if it didn't sell out yeah. like if I, there were still tickets available um but yeah because you know it's not just like they're not just dropping like incense they're like giving you a free short stack or not a free short stack but like like they're giving you pancakes and, and stuff um quarter. and pancake parlor is expensive that doesn't seem like a bad deal yeah it's like twelve bucks for like, a drink and pancakes that's that's actually great <laughs> <laughs> Shannon do you want to finish off this Pokemon Go talk with telling the world what pokewalk is yes so it is basically a service that you request well this is i don't i don't know if it's real or not they reckon they've got four million dollars in funding from san francisco (laughs) they've gone through a lot of effort if it's not real but apparently they're launching a service that's very much like uber in the sense that you request someone on your phone to come to you grab your phone walk it around catch pokemon bring it back to you with a full charge So I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was two dollars or five dollars for two um, kilometers, ten dollars for five kilometers, fifteen for ten kilometers, or something. It's ten dollars US for two, fifteen yeah. for five, and twenty dollars for ten. Okay, that's insane. That can't be real. If that's real, I want, I want, I want to do that as a job. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, the website was really well done. Like all their socials were up. I don't know, but that's... yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's like the top end of the craze, really. That is the best thing. I mean, like, and I've seen an article about, like, uh, people driving other people around, like, especially in America, people putting ads on, like, Craigslist and things like that to say, hey, do you want a driver? I can take you to all the poker stops and all this kind of stuff yeah, as true. well. It's mental. The, yeah. It's genius, if, if it though. Stays, like, if it stays this popular, I think there's a market for that kind of stuff, definitely. Oh, it's... it's oh. Hard to tell. It may... It, it baffles me, but also like excites me to like see exactly what people will come up with. That is just ridiculous, but also those ideas that you're like, damn, I thought I should I should have thought of that. Yeah, our professional walkers have have walked collectively over one million miles. There's no way this is real. Well, I mean, they might be say, well, at what age do you start walk walking? I mean, I mean, like, that was one. my mind went there too, but at the same time. <laughs> Why do you advertise that? That's crazy. Yeah, I want to keep an eye on this. As a human being, I walk every single day. Good chat about Pokemon Go. Guys, once again, if you want to read any of the uh, stuff that we've covered off, head to our website. But let's get into everyone's favorite game to finish off the podcast, What the Wiki, and it is a special Pokemon edition. (laughs) So uh, if you haven't heard this before, this is a quiz show where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and the contestants, which are our guests today, uh, must guess the game. So the first contestant to buzz in and guess the correct uh, answer scores a point and uh if they are get the wrong answer they are disqualified from the round it is the best out of three so uh, two correct answers will get you the win current scoreboard shannon is in the lead with three fergus is on two kevin you're not on the scoreboard so this is an opportunity (laughs) for you to get on there today um but being a special uh pokemon uh, edition. We're gonna play a little game of name that Pokemon. Okay, um, that's that, uh, All right. The the old school cartoons uh, brought in. Don't worry if it's too hard. I've 
uh, included a clue system. So clue one, you'll get the last letter. Clue two, you'll get the first letter. And clue three, I'll rhyme the name as well. So, Pokemon 1. The Pokemon evolves when leveled up with a high friendship and evolves again when exposed to a Thunderstone. Its type is electric and Pokedex color is yellow. There are pouches inside its cheeks where it stores electricity. Kevin? Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it Pikachu? It is Pikachu. Oh my god, what? I thought oh, so. Got one. <laughs> Get lost, what? The friendship, the friendship ruined me. I was <sighs> so confused. Yeah, I, uh, I've added some things to try and like, you know, trip you guys up. But uh, this next one might be a little bit hard. Let's get into it. So, the Pokemon evolves at level 25 and evolves again when traded. It is t- its type is ghost and poison. Focus. Yeah. Uh, Gengar. Ooh, close, oh, close. No, oh, no, it's the other one, Haunter. No, you're, you're, you're disqualified. You're disqualified. <laughs> no! Uh, yeah. Oh, is, is it ghastly? <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, I jumped ahead. No. One point, one point, Kev, one point, Shannon. Anyone could take the game at this point, or except for Fergus, you could draw it and then well, go to a heat. I could, I could bring us to a draw. Don't okay. count me out. Here we go. The Pokemon evolves when traded using a metal coat. Its type is rock and ground, and Pokemon. Fergus. Yeah. Uh, Onyx. Oh, correct. Oh, we geez, go to the tiebreak round. <laughs> I do. I have one more. Well, here we go. So one of you have to guess it. Here we are. This is exciting, guys. Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. The Pokemon evolves when leveled up with high friendship and evolves again when exposed to a moonstone. Its type is normal and fairy and Pokedex color color is pink. Shannon. Oh, damn. I could be wrong, but Clefairy. Shannon. (laughs) You are wrong. So I'm Ooh. sorry you are disqualified from the round. Oh, no. It's between oh, it Kev and Fergus. Here we go. The Pokemon is a round pink ball with pointed ears and large blue eyes. It has Kevin. rubbery... Kevin. Yes. Wait. No, wait. Oh, crap. <laughs> um, I know this one. Oh, damn it. Is it Jigglypuff? It is Fergus? Jigglypuff. Oh, no. <laughs> Kevin. Oh, I my was God. thinking Kirby. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby's not a Pokemon, mate. Kevin, I am I am so proud of you. Kevin won. He is on the scoreboard. Oh my goodness. He's got a little bit of catching up to do though. Two more wins, uh, Kev, and your time with Shannon, but that is awesome. Well done, mate. Well done. Feels good. Feels good. Nice work. Oh, what a great way to end the podcast. Let's do it. That is the end of episode 60 of the Starcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice, as well as be sure to follow follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Press Start AU, as well as, of course, visiting the site at pressstart.com.au. Remember to send us your topics, either tweeting myself at Jake underscore, oh no, at underscore Jake Barros, or of course, press start. You can also uh, obviously tweet you and uh, at UNT Roxborough as well. I've been your host, Jake Barros. Obviously, once again, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake Barros. And joining us today was Kevin. Hey there. You can follow me on Genghis Can 92 and just uh, I've just put a review up by Odin Spio and I'm going to be working on some more stuff. Awesome. And we've been joined by Fergus. Hey, hey, you can uh, follow me over at Twitter uh, at Cvamped. And Shannon. Um, yeah, you can follow me at sh- at Shancake underscore or no underscore, I can't remember. But yeah, 
do that. <laughs> I love it how you don't know your social tag. You're on it like every day. Yeah. True. <laughs> Word. Okay. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And until the next time, happy gaming. See you later. Bye. Bye.